Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, we welcome another former FCSI Worldwide President, an FCSI Council of Fellow Member, and many would call the godfather of FCSI. Having completed at least 225 projects himself throughout this illustrious career, many of which are government top secret, he joins us today to share his story. Please welcome the founding principal of Culinary Advisors, Mr. Michael Pantano. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Wade. Was that was that a good enough uh, intro for you, the godfather of FCSI? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also i'm one i'm i'm one of three co-founders of oh, three co-founders okay yep who are the other two then uh angela mcfall who is okay. not yep. a member of fcsi not a, she she's our managing director right and bonnie zietlow who's now retired yeah okay i i don't think i thought i honestly i thought you had started on your own and then they came in after i didn't realize they came in nope. at the same time well good yep we all started together well, that builds me into my first question. So you as a firm just celebrated your 28th year, I see. Yep. So how does that make you feel as 28 years with the firm? <laughs> well, uh, it I could do a whole bunch of jokes about that. <laughs> but it, uh, it makes me feel really good, to be honest with you. I mean, we, we've made it a long time. Um, the company hasn't faltered. Right. Uh, we we are still together. We don't hate each other. Uh, <laughs> I think that says a lot. Absolutely. And we it, just we brought in a new partner, uh, Laura Lentz, who you yeah. interviewed here a while back, and Correct. we are thrilled to have her because that secures the continuing continuation of culinary advisors. Well, congratulations, because honestly, twenty eight years. An independent food service consultant firm is not the easiest thing to run, as I know. Uh, so 28 years is a long time for a, a consultant, especially when you've been through you know, dips and, and peaks and valleys in this industry. So congratulations to you guys. Thanks. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, this, is, this is tough business. We have no assets. Right. You know, we have, we have what's in our head, and, and maybe we own a computer. And you know, that, that's kind of it. We, we don't have inventory. We don't have stock. We don't have product. It's just it's thoughts committed to paper. So right. uh, keeping that together depends solely and entirely on the people who are in the company. And, and I am fortunate to have been with some of the smartest people in the industry. Very good. Well said. So tell us a little bit about your background, though, when you got started. How did how did you get your start in the food service industry that led you into starting Culinary Advisors? <laughs> oh, that goes back many more years than I care to even think about. <laughs> um, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting story. So it, I joined I joined the Navy in the 60s. And while serving in the Navy, I ran into a high school buddy of mine. Hadn't seen him in a few years. And I ran into him in the Navy, and he was a cook. Okay. And he'd gone to the Culinary Institute of America before he joined the Navy. Um, the interesting thing is he had no food service background in his family, and I had none in mine, but we both <laughs> had this love for eating. Um <laughs> After I got out of the Navy, I followed his idea and went to the Culinary Institute. And that got me started. I also learned that I really didn't feel like 
working Christmas Eve and, and uh, <laughs> on my birthday. So I decided to do something else. So I started managing food service uh, okay. in the BNI, then called the BNI sector. Sure. Uh, did that for, I don't know, 10, 15 years um, and, and decided I really did not care that much to be in customer contact (laughs) you know you just get tired of it lady i really don't care the fly is doing the backstroke and he's fine don't worry (laughs) about it Uh, he doesn't eat much of your soup i i had done some work with Sini little they were uh renovating a a a facility where i worked and said gee that looks like a fun thing to do i had some some engineering background and it seemed to me that that's something I could put together yeah. with my engineering and my food service background and design kitchens. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I called um, Ron Couser and I said, Ron, I'd really like to sort of think about this. And he said, contact John, spoke to John Cini. And long story short, I agreed to work for him for free for a week <laughs> and I took vacation. Uh, I went there, so, sort of like a, an intern, I guess, and, and did a little of this and a little of that. And uh, they made me an offer. And I started there as a as a draftsman, rose to vice president, and then knew it was time to leave. Nice. And we started here. So that's, that's kind of the whole yeah. arc of my career over 40 years. That's some, uh, some pretty big names there too. So you're in good company, obviously with the people that yeah. got your start with. So with, yep. with culinary advisors, is there any uh, specialties or segments top three or so, or five that you guys specialize in? No, uh, no? we, we really, we work hard not to specialize. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when the, when the college and university market can't get funding <laughs> and that dries up, if that's your specialty, you're hurting. Right. If the government, sector shuts down or slows down because of gosh knows what yeah you're 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 slow so we work very hard to to be generalists very good also we like the idea that that you can borrow from one project type and use it on another so absolutely well speaking of government projects you you have been involved with a lot of them and some of them have like i mentioned been top secret or or not non-disclosure type places What's it like to design something and be a part of a project and be so proud of what you've done, but yet not be able to talk about it, write about it, or use it for any marketing purposes for your company? Can't talk. <laughs> Can't talk about it. <clears throat> it's wait, it's a tough one. You know, yeah. I mean, we've done we've done what I think is some pretty good work in those sectors. It used to be you know, it was it was the lady with the hair nuts slapping mashed potatoes on a plate. <laughs> um, government food service is, in many ways, cutting edge these days. Yeah, they are they are interested in attracting the best and the brightest. Their their pay scale is up there. I mean, government working for the government's not bad, and yeah. the food service has kept has kept the pace with that. Uh, so we've done yeah. some some nice work there. Uh, and you're right. I can't talk about it. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, what's uh, what's maybe your favorite project that you can talk about that you've worked on? One no one's ever heard of and may not even be around anymore. It's <laughs> called the women's the women's community bakery. Okay, and I did that project back in the right after we started culinary advisor. So let's say 27 years ago. 
Um, and it was, it was a, I, I did the work pro bono okay. uh, through a, a, a pro bono design organization called the Neighborhood Design Center. Sure. Uh, I sat on their board for a while. Um, and it was a place where uh, women who were in abusive relationships or uh, had fallen on hard times for one reason or another could go there and and get a job. And okay. they were they were baking product for the retail chain and for mm. the institutional chain. So I did that project for free. We bagged the equipment. Uh, from this place and that, and it was all done on a shoestring. Yeah, and th- that was the first pro bono job I've done, and I've done many of them since then. And those are the easily the most rewarding. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. Absolutely. Um, what's what's one thing about Michael Pantano that no one would ever guess about? What's one little <laughs> secret or something like that that nobody would ever know unless you told him? He's a wannabe farmer. Want to be farmer? Really? Yep. I want to. Yep. Really. I'd like to be on a tractor with a straw hat uh, and a long piece of grass out of my mouth and just driving my tractor and yeah. mindlessly cutting rows back and forth in a field. Nice. Um, that's uh, my partners probably know that, but not too <laughs> many people do. Well, come on out, uh, to Illinois. That, that and I do ballroom dancing. Okay. Very good. And I think I think people do know that. Yeah. Well, you come on up to Illinois. I'll get you on a tractor with one of the farmers here in Illinois. <laughs> we can easily make that up. You know, I, I know you've talked about this in the past. We've done seminars about it. Now, you know, you've been on stage. But tell me what's maybe been one screw up that you've done a big one in your career that you learned from it. And what did you learn from it? Wait, I don't even, I don't even know how to tell you which one. Um, <laughs> you know, go... Going into a meeting unprepared—that's okay. that's something I do a lot, and I still do it. I go into a meeting unprepared, then all of a sudden I've got to do the consultant shuffle, and you know you you, you rely you rely on your wits, um, yeah. and it's you can pull it off, but it's often not a good look. Sure. Uh, so <laughs> I I could prepare better for events. Okay. Um, the other thing is I'm I'm a terrible people manager i'm a pushover okay well i was going to ask you for one piece of advice but be prepared might be the best one that you could offer but what are what is some advice you would give to somebody thinking about becoming a food service consultant in today's world wow um get yourself out get yourself a restaurant job yeah get some experience right work in the field um there people come to this industry in a variety of ways but if i had to categorize the two big ways they get here, yeah. they come out of the dealer side and they, they know equipment better than I can ever help to know it even now. And then people come out of the food service, the culinary side, um, and they understand how kitchens work and are a little weak on you know, the, the technical aspects of equipment and sure. probably stay that way for the rest of their <laughs> life. Cause they love, they love the cooking part. So, yeah. um, my advice to anybody would be be sure you've got some food service experience okay. before you hold yourself up as a food service consultant. Sure. Absolutely. When you get ready to travel to a client's uh, workplace or meeting, what are the three must-haves you have to have with you when you leave the office? Um, 
pants. Uh, <laughs> In today's world, that actually does make a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I've got out here. Uh, <laughs> a knowledge of the client, a knowledge of the project. And it comes down to that be prepared thing. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I try to be prepared. Sure. And sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't. Yeah. When you come across in all these years you've been doing this, when you come across either a writer's block or a mental block of designing or something like that, is there any tips or tricks that you use within yourself to uh, kind of get over that block or that mental block? You know, that I wish I had one. Um, I've had proposals <laughs> sit on my desk for a week, a week and a half, and I cannot write the proposal. I know what I want to say. I yeah. know what the project is. I understand what the proposal should be. I understand what the fee should be. And I can't write the proposal. And I've written it 20 times. Um, <laughs> usually I'll, I'll, I'll just sit around and talk to somebody else about it. Okay. Um, you know, we, we've got others in the company, all of whom can write. And we, we write differently. Um, I got to tell you, over the years, my partner, Bonnie was was one of the most concise analytical writers i've ever known mm. ever um wow. and i would talk to her i would take as you can see now a long time to say very little <laughs> she would say she would say a lot in very few words very um, good and so we we our voices were com written voices were completely different but she bailed me out probably more than anyone very good. Very well said, too. Um, what are three things your friends or family would say to describe you? Taskmaster, uh, perfectionist, pain in the tuchus. <laughs> well, that's a great way to end uh, this part of the interview. <laughs> I like that. Um, so that does end the formal questions I've got for you today, Mike. But before we get going, I've I've got a speed round of questions I'd like to go forward with. And if you don't mind, just whatever comes is the first thing when you uh, hear me say the next few questions or choices. First one is, what's your favorite breakfast cereal? Oatmeal. And, and is that different than when you were a kid? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I, hate, I hated oatmeal as a kid. Okay. Uh, fancy restaurant or local dive? My kitchen at home. Ooh, good choice. Uh, what's a vice that you can't part with? Mm, my nightly Negroni. <laughs> good one. <laughs> Puppies or kittens? Puppies. When you're stuck in traffic, uh, driving around town, what is the one thing you do to de-stress yourself? Invent new blue words. Um, <laughs> I, I switch. I switch off one of the cable news stations on my Sirius and go to fifties music, forties music, seriously Sinatra, and nice. just go there. Zone out. Very good. Uh, live on a moon base or live on a Mars base? <sighs> Mars, probably. Okay. If you were given a thousand dollars to spend on your closest friend, what would you buy them? Theater tickets. Would you uh, consider yourself spontaneous or a planner? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, de it depends on the circumstances. Absolutely. If you were in charge of the company's office vending machine, what three items are must-have to be in there? 
<laughs> in this company, uh, dog food, um, <laughs> coffee, dog food, coffee, uh, gummy candies. Okay. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Uh, night owl. Soft tacos or crunchy tacos? Soft. What's your guilty pleasure snack? Um, lemon cake. Sounds good. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Iced tea. (laughs) Cookies or brownies? Brownies. Any particular kind? Fudgy, soft, warm brownies. Very good. Uh, Day planner or digital calendar type of guy? Was one, now I'm the other. Okay. Digital. If humans came with a warning label, what would your warning label say? Uh, Keep back 300 feet. All right. Very good. Well, Mike, tell us, tell people a little bit more about how they can find you and culinary advisors. Well, you can call me up or you can go to uh, www.culinaryadvisors.com. We're there. That, that, that store is open 24 hours a day. (laughs) Just log in and someone will wave at you. Very, very good. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap presented by FCSI of the Americas. A huge thank you to Mike Pantano for joining us today. We couldn't do this without members like you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe to On Tap and all your favorite podcasting platforms and turn on notifications to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes. But until then, cheers. <laughs>